We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And just like that, the 2019 NFL season has come to an end. The Detroit Lions end the year with a 3-12-1 record. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to talk about Bob Quinn's press conference. And we also have some voicemails. Do we feel comfortable about the Detroit Lions following Bob Quinn's press conference? Find out on episode 70 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 70 on the Blue Wire Network. And today's episode will be sponsored by Untuck It. I'm joined by the two suspects, as always, my man, Pierre and Malcolm. So, Malcolm, you missed last episode. How are you doing, my man? Yep. I'm doing good, man. How you? How you, How's everybody doing, man? How's your Christmas, dude? I didn't ask you that. Christmas oh. was good. Kids enjoyed it. Wife enjoyed it. You know, it was good. Yeah, well, I obviously asked you on text. I didn't, you know, in person. I haven't, you know, on phone. I haven't talked to you in a while. So, yeah, it's good to hear. Your kids <laughs> right. still believe in Santa? Yes, my kids do believe in Santa. And if you tell her otherwise, she will think that you are crazy. Oh, you Even the older one? Yeah, my, yeah. My, I mean, my, my youngest, she doesn't really, as far as Santa Claus, like she's not hyped into it. She's only three. Yeah. But my oldest, yeah, yeah, she, she believes in Santa. Oh, he's not All legit, right. What what you guys trying to tell me messages he's not legit? I mean, yeah, I think he's legit. Okay. Yeah, Santa's real. He always eats the cookies and drinks the milk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, for today's episode, we're going to talk about something interesting. So the season's officially over. The 2019 Detroit Lions are officially over, and they will be t- picking number three in this year's upcoming NFL draft. So the Redskins did not help us out, so the Lions stuck at three. After losing to the Packers at Ford Field and, uh, you know, a lot more interesting game than we kind of expected. Um, I mean, it was interesting. Saw some positives. We're not going to really talk about that, though. Let's talk about the thing that happened on Black Monday, as they like to call it on the NFL. So, you know, as always, every year, Bob Quinn does this, you know, yearly press conference with the media. 
all the Detroit Lions media and, you know, they get to ask them questions. It usually, it's around 30 to 40 minutes. They're usually pretty long. Uh, Matt Patricia had his last interview, his last presser for the 2019 season. And, you know, there was some, I guess you could say, interesting uh, stuff in there. So, um, I guess let's start off with you, Mel. We haven't been here in a while. So, what are your thoughts on, you know, Patricia and Quinn's message after this horrid 2019 season? I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, they didn't tell me anything I didn't know already. Yeah. I mean, they told us that there was injuries. We knew that. Um, that there is it's, it's a process that they've been saying all year. So I kind of kind of knew that. Um, and how they were starting from the ground up. So that's why you don't see an immediate turnaround with this team. So that's, that's, the, that's what he was pretty much saying. And that's stuff that I already knew from day one. So it's not nothing that, su- that surprised me. The big thing that he did say in that presser is that he's looking at the situation short-term and long-term, which is, I think that's a big plus. Because I know a lot of Lions fans, um, were, they were thinking that, oh, shit, like, this might be Bob Quinn's last year. He might fuck us over for, you know, the future. It might just, you know, think short-term and do everything in the short-term thing that could destroy us in, for, for long-term. So him having that mindset that, he has to do something short term, some things long term. I think that's that was a big thing that I took from that presser as far as what he was saying. But everything else is like stuff I already know. Okay. So did you buy what he was selling to you though? Like did you you agree with him or you know, anything disagreements? Like where do you stand with that? Are you asking me as a fan or well, <laughs> as I mean, a fan? No, I mean just realistically. This, this, this is what I look at. As a fan, if I, I mean, I'm thinking looking at what Bob Quinn is saying, I'm hoping, you know, he's here. You know, there's, there's nothing to go change that right now. Him, Patricia, the staff, whoever's here, they're here right now. So, I mean, you got to have some kind of belief in those guys. If you if you are hoping that this team has some success next year, you are hoping that they that they have success and whatever their their plan. You know, you're hoping that it works. So that's that's the only thing I'm taking from that is that you know I'm hoping it works. And. I just I'm I'm actually glad that this season is over because it was it was hard. <laughs> this right. was a hard season. Like, where are you with it? You think they could do this? Do you think they could flip this around? Like, where are you at with it? It all depends on exactly if he says exactly how that he's going to do exactly how he says it. Then I think he could. If he says how he does, if, if he's saying it, if he does it how he says it, pretty much. But if then he come to the offseason and do some other shit, then. I don't. I don't know. Like we overpay for overpay for players that you know might we don't need or guys who are you know on the end of their career we bring in. It all depends on who they bring in for next year, who they draft. I think that's going to be very important on you know if they could turn this around next year. So from the first four years you've seen a Bob Quinn, you've seen now two years of Matt Patricia. You, you think they? You think it's possible? It is because what he's saying it kind of does make sense, and this is the reason why we didn't see immediate success when Matt Patricia came here, is because instead of just building off that nine and seven record that we had with Caldwell, they kind of took that roster and stripped it, stripped yeah. it, put a new system in there, bringing players that fits match Patricia. So there's gonna be a lot. There was a lot of growing pains on both sides of the ball. So I, I see. I mean, I, I get it, and I see why they gave him another year. But I think this could be it. This is it. I don't think there's no, there's no more than three years that he's getting. He's not going to get a fourth year. If he can't 
produce, at least turn this around, get us a winning, a winning record, I think he's gone. So I want to ask both of you guys this question. Um, obviously, it's you know not even in January yet. What is the expectations for 2020? What did the Lions have to do for Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn? I know you kind of said it quickly. You said they, you know, they have to have a winning record, but like. Is it playoffs, playoffs or bust, playoff win or bust? Like, what is the expectations for the Detroit Lions in 2020 for both of you guys? It has to be playoffs. Playoffs, okay. So it has to be because I don't think they're going to fire him if he gets to the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, even I mean, they, they should Even if they lose in the first round, I don't see a situation that they say, okay, you made this big of a jump from three, what, 12 and one? Yeah. So they say they go 10 and six. And it meant to go to the playoffs and. Who knows what happens, you know? And they lose that game. I don't see a situation that he makes that big of a jump and they fire him. I don't think that'll be smart. Yeah, no, at that you. point. But I think if he gets to the playoffs this year, the following year has to be a playoff winner bus. Okay. So ten wins, nine wins, bare minimum, basically. So you have to make the playoffs because nine is usually questionable of making playoffs. It's, you know, yeah, it's questionable, but the way the NFC. Yeah, the NFC is tough. So you yeah, usually is. need to win 10 games, especially in the NFC North, too. You're not playing like the East. In the North, you usually have to win 10 games. So I just want to give this scenario. We saw Jim Caldwell get fired after a 97 season, missing the playoffs. If Matt Patricia has that in year three, he has to be gone, right? What do you think, Peter? Uh, like, do you think he should be gone if he goes 97 after going three? Well, miss the playoffs. But misses the playoffs. Right. Misses the playoffs. It depends how those losses came and what were the decisions. In those games, I don't like nine and seven. I just think that's average. When you're eight and eight, nine and seven, I think it's average. I think the goal should be to get to ten wins. And when you get to ten wins, you're most likely in. Especially yeah. when you look at the NFC North, they know like this is a tough division. You got the Bears. If they find a quarterback, they're legit. You got the Vik- The Vikings aren't going anywhere, and the Packers have a really good defense. And their offense. I mean, if they get Aaron Rodgers some more weapons, they could be dangerous as well. So they know they have their work cut out for them. They have to at least get ten wins. If it's nine wins. No playoffs, you're out the door. You Simple as that. Fired, fired. I, I mean, he, I mean, I mean, he like, should be because Caldwell got fired for nine and seven. Okay. But you know, but he sh- realistically he should be. But how is Martha going to look at that situation? That that's going to be the question. Is Martha going to say? Is Martha going to say, "Oh, you made improvement"? <laughs> well, you know, we let. Is she going to say that, or we, we let Caldwell go after nine and seven? That was that was Bob. I think that was mostly Bob Quinn. Because, like I said, Caldwell didn't have a chance. Caldwell could have oh. went eleven and five <laughs> last year. He was gonna get fired. Caldwell came into that season, his last season, twenty eighteen, with no chance. He was yeah. buying time for Patricia. T- take out Jim Caldwell. I'm just saying, nine and seventy. They have to be out the doors realistically. I mean, just put that's, yourself that's in. Come Mar- it's gonna come from Martha. I don't if see Bob you, Quinn. If this firing. is your decision, if this is your decision, well, I'll say this. Let's say like their defense. If their defense is so trash, absolutely, they're out the door because yeah. he's like a defensive coach or whatever you want to call it, defensive guru, whatever, whatever you want to say. Right? I mean, that that's that's what they rocket were saying scientists. when we hired him. Rocket scientists, yeah, rocket scientists, <laughs> exactly. But um, like let's say the defense improves, and let's say they're like in like week ten or week eleven, and they lose like a couple guys, like. If, like, Stafford goes down, knock on wood, or, like, if someone big goes down, they better have, like, a backup quarterback in place. You know what I mean? And Bob Quinn said today um, he's willing to spend more on a backup. Yeah. If I had to make right now, it's magic. Case Keenum. Case Keenum? Yeah. I believe in Ryan Fitzmagic more than Case Keenum, bro. Mm. 
Sorry, take out the back of Correct. Is the <laughs> is the injury card even valid next year if it happens? Like if you have like Yeah, man, that's it's hard. It's tough. It's tough. Like, this like, year, like this year, for example, how many people we have on IR? What seventeen? Sixteen. Sixteen. 16. Damn. But we placed them all on towards the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, but let's yeah. be honest though. It's probably like eight or nine because like they placed like a couple of them. Like, exactly. like that's they still, had, that's still they had the realist, they had the realistic amount of an average NFL team's IR spot. With starters? Realistically, yes. Pittsburgh went through the same thing, but probably even worse. Yeah, Pittsburgh lost Juju Smith and like James Conner, and they were still winning without those and Ben Roethlisberger. They were still winning without their three big guys. You lose Kenny Galladay, Stafford, and carry on, you're not winning shit. And I mean, I don't think you even lose Stafford. You saw what happened. We we didn't win a game since we lost Stafford. Yeah, they won with like Buck Hodges and I mean Duck Hodges. Who's the other guy? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, they won with those guys, man. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely a guy that could come in and win games would be nice. But um, well, injury saying, card for next injury, year. Injury card can't be valid though next year. I don't think it's valid at all next year. If I mean, if they if they're banged up next year, say they get injured again and they go three, they win three, four, five games. No, I don't think we could use an injury card then. And when they were healthy, though, even this year, we've mentioned this before, they they weren't very good. The they defense were, was not good. They were. They weren't. But I mean, towards like they the end, a t- towards the end, you could kind of see them gelling. Like for example, we we formed a running game. Stafford didn't have that luxury. Like, could could you imagine if Stafford was healthy all year and he had both? In, in, in I'm not going to use that because Carrion was pretty healthy with Stafford until he, he got was, out. but Carrion wasn't producing. He had. Yeah, that was, I don't game. think that was Carrion. I think that was the running scheme, and like they changed it up a little. Like exactly, they that's using what, 12 personnel as they yeah. don't use it as much and stuff like that. Exactly, that's what I was saying. Towards the end, they they formed a running game where Stafford didn't have the luxury of having. So what if Stafford would have had that? I mean, there's a lot of what ifs. What if? There's a lot of what ifs. But, but I'm saying yeah, is, what ifs like I don't know. But the main question is. I don't think the injury card is valid for next year. I mean, you have it's the not. caps. You have the cap space to build your depth. That Bob Quinn preaches is depth. You have the top three draft pick to build starters and depth, as Bob Quinn loves to preach. I don't think the injury card is valid at all. And I've seen other teams in the NFL win with depth, and I've never seen with the Detroit Lions win with just their backups. Like, I'm not. I'm not expecting a whole team of backups. I'm just saying, like, if you have the average amount of injuries. And even when they were healthy, like I said, they weren't a legit team. They weren't a legit contender. I want to silt the deadline when they were 3-4-1 and one with a healthy Matthew Stafford. Before the Oakland Raiders game, I knew they were not a legit team. I mean, a lot of people saw that. I mean, yes, my heart was saying, yes, they're, they could maybe make a run. But I realistically knew they were not good enough to make a run. So I, I don't know what to say. Like, when they were healthy, they weren't very good. I mean, they're all right. They were average or mediocre. I don't think the injury card's valid for next year. This is the year where you have to build actual legit depth and be able to win games when you have injuries because that's what good football teams do. They win football games when they're hurt. I mean, I you're know, never going to have your you full team. Them, do you expect them to like get to the playoffs if they like banged up? Well, you're, like, never, like, you're never expected to have your full 53. Look at the Saints, dude. They rolled with a backup quarterback for, what, five, six weeks, didn't lose a game? Yeah, yeah but... I Alvin mean, Kamara they, was not the same. They didn't have a run game. Right? I know, but that this is a different team. Well, why can't we be like those teams? I mean, we're the, <laughs> we're in the NFL. It, we're in the I same you, league as them. It, it's, it's, it's a lot of things that factors into it. Culture is the main thing as well. Like so that team, the Saints. The, the Saints know all they know in Saints and in, in, in New Orleans is winning. Yeah, like that's all them. they know right now. 
Our, like, our, all cultures flawed. Matt like, Patricia's culture is flawed. That's I would his... say it's flawed. I think they're kind of like building it. Well, that was I don't agree with how they're building it, but I don't know if it's flawed. I think that's too early to say right now. But it's like not everyone is made for this culture. That's the thing. Like not every free agent would come here. I mean, yeah, sure, you give them the money, they'd come here. But like it's why hard to Seattle, explain. It. Why is Seattle anyone always willing to go to Seattle or New Orleans? Like Pete Carroll is fun, man. We are culture, bro. You got to think about it. When you look at the Detroit Lions, you think of the Bills, you think of the Browns. They're, they're all in that same category, bro. Even though you know the Bills are playing very well right now. Look at McDermott. I think the Bills have changed. They're, the they're Bills. playing. I mean, they're playing. They have to do it multiple years because those years that we went eleven and five, true, and went to the playoffs. You know, you have to. You can't. This is what I'm looking at. Those teams that are successful, they're consistent. They go to the playoffs every year. Though that's that's called consistency. When you go to the playoffs one year. And then next year you go seven and nine, and then you might get to the playoffs again next year. You go nine and seven. You know you're in that category. You know that's where that's what we are. You know you got to think about Detroit, the Detroit Lions. We're in that category. We're not consistent. Yeah, I know that. So <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to expect to say okay, without our best pieces, our backups, they have to get us to the playoffs. Well, I'm saying is that you come in here trying to build a culture. You've had four years to build this culture. I know you had Jim Caldwell for two years. Why you don't bring your own coach in right sooner rather than later, I don't understand. That's a different story on a different day. But what I'm saying is, though, this is a culture. You're in the NFL like all these other teams. All the other NFL teams deal with injuries. They do. And I don't see them, I don't see them making ex- excuses. And they I could know. have easily made excuses like the Detroit Lions this year. But they look at, like, for example, the Carolina Panthers – they lost Cam Newton. They didn't get to the playoffs. Did you expect the Carolina Panthers to do much this year? They didn't have the talent on their team. The Lions had, they had talent. A, this year. They had a running game. They have, I mean, they have a wide receiver. Who's their wide receiver? DJ well. Moore is he like a? He's like DJ a Moore. Solid. Five. He's not he's Kenny not, Galladay. DJ Moore is solid. He's I mean, he would have probably had a better year. Did the Panthers year spend, play, They got Greg Olson running on one leg. Their old line blows. Did their, their Panth- defense? Did is the like, Panthers okay. spend money like the Lions this offseason or last so, offseason? So, no. so, so say this: If Cam Newton was healthy all year, would they be this have the same record? I think they'll be a playoff team I or damn near close. Maybe they won seven, Didn't they win like seven games without Cam Newton? I mean, they were better. With, they, they were zero two with it, Cam. They were zero two with Cam. I so, know that he was like. Wasn't he like injured or he was not like injured? Or? Field on yeah. All right, regardless, what I'm saying is though, what, what, about, saying? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, what about Pittsburgh? They Pittsburgh, they didn't get to the playoffs either. They didn't, but they were competitive all year with Doug Hodge. We weren't competitive with what with, with Driscoll and uh David Blau. No, we, we weren't <laughs> we, competitive. We weren't every almost every game. I think we were, it was only like yeah, we were. Yeah, we on were. top of my head. That we lost, like like I said, the Vikings game we had no chance. You know, I think both Vikings games were pretty, were straight L's. But I think every other game we were in there. But the Steelers think the won Green games. games Steel- both had the Green Bay games. We um, were competitive. They lost. lost. Nothing on left clock. Both of the Green Bay games. You just think of those. Like if you could go back, this is like whatever. But both of the Green Bay games, Green Bay won when there was no time left on the clock. Yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that Pittsburgh. Lost their quarterback, what, week two, week one? And had Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges and won eight games still? Like, you know how yeah, impressive that is? They won eight games? Compared to ours. 
They won eight defense games. Oh, so they went eight and eight. I didn't know they went eight and eight. I thought they won like their seven, or six or seven compared to ours. And their division is like not as strong either. That's that's but true. That's yeah, like, they did just cakewalk. Like he played the Bengals twice. I wish I could play the Bengals twice. You went against the Bengals automatically. You, well, you can make a case for the Browns. You got the Browns. Probably. That's like yeah, easy win. I don't know if they won those games, but they should have won those games. I mean, yeah. So we I mean, lost to the Skins. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did too. Yeah, we did. We did. Like, we didn't, we lost to bad teams, too. It's not we like we lose just, the bad team. It's not like we just played all good teams. Bro, I mean, without, you take Stafford out, yeah, I mean, shit, that's what we had. Bro, your, your record is, we were, we played like shit, and they know when they owned it. Bob Quinn owned up to but the only thing I don't like about Bob Quinn, he started with this pressure, kind of pissed me off. We're not blaming injuries. It's it's an excuse. I don't make excuses. I was gonna get five minutes it. later, <laughs> or five minutes later, he goes like, yeah, you know, I like using the excuse, but we had like 16 players on. I was like, what? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Shut up. Like, you just said it. We don't use injuries as an excuse and you bring it. Okay, like, don't, like, don't not contradict yourself. You could just say, look, guys, we don't like making excuses, but injuries were a big factor. This year. If you said it like that, sure. It was just saying, I'm not making no excuses. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to this organization. Whatever. I forgot some bullshit. Like, yeah, you did. Talk, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. Then, like, five minutes later, oh, yeah, we had 60 guys on injuries. Like, you think about what if we had Deshaun Hand on the <laughs> field? What if we had this guy on the field? Like, what? Shut up. That's what I'm saying. I got my clown GM up in the podium in Allen Park right now. Tell me, you know, I'm, I'm confident. You know, he said two minutes, injuries not an excuse. I'm like, okay, okay, I hear you, Bobby. I, I believe you. But injuries not an excuse. I hear literally three minutes after the interview, as my Lions app is glitching while his interview is going. Yeah, it was. Uh, I hear... Oh yeah, just, you know, if we had Deshaun Hand, just uh, that Packers game, talking a different story right now, you know. <laughs> it's just like, the, oh shit! I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say nothing about that. That's, I mean, you guys hit it right in the head. Shit, he did say that. And then, and then another thing that actually got me angry. So they asked him like about a about um, a pass rush. He goes, I, I love good pass rushers, but then he also brought in coverage. And, bro, we've been talking about this. What does Patricia value more than a pass rush? Coverage. But these idiots give quarterbacks all day to throw. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying this all the time on the podcast. I don't care what – if you get, like, 10 Deion Sanders in their prime, quarterback has all day to throw, they're going to get open, bro. A wide receiver is going to get open. Bad. Yeah, because there's too many pick, pick plays. There's, there's too many legal pick plays that you could just have guys running drags, like right, right in the middle, just drag, and then – they're gonna get picked, and then you have your guy wide open. I was gonna say, and we're not the only people saying this. We're not the only people saying that this, you know, philosophy is flawed. This defensive, co- you know, this defensive coverage is flawed. You know, not the coverage, the philosophy, the, of the defense, the scheme. That's I'm. That's the word I'm looking for. You know, I've heard guys like Glover Quinn. I've heard guys like um, who else came out? You know, I've heard Jordan Reed. You know, when he was on our podcast. You know, I've I've heard people talk about our defense <laughs> in a bad way and how saying the scheme is not good. Well, the scheme might be good, but like the guys they have for it are not good. And that's falls on the general manager again. I don't but, know. Uh, Bob Quinn did say though, they are evaluating the scheme. And I think by scheme, I mean, I think he means the defense because the offense is fine. Like I think the offense is fine, but they said they're evaluating the scheme, like changes, the players support staff, whatever, like all the above. But we'll oh. see some changes because the Fords actually said um, changes are going to come on the staff. Mr. Baloney. Do you guys remember last year Jim Bob Cooter got fired on the Tuesday after Black Monday? Mr. Yeah. Baloney. So on Tuesday, 
I think the mode and the reason why I say that's because he's his, he's Patricia's mentor. We think Patricia will yeah. fire his mentor. I mean, if he gets fired, I don't care. If he does, if he gets demoted, I really don't care. I just don't want to be my defensive coordinator. I want them to go outside of the box and bring in a defensive coordinator. I don't know. That's not happening. He's he's going to Washington as their head coach. <laughs> hey, Washington, Washington. I don't know how. I mean, Washington did some good shit today, but that's like not our team. But um, I don't know. Me personally, I'm just like I'm so done with it. The whole. Patricia defense. I don't think there's a like a certain defensive coordinator or even like you mentioned certain defensive minds coming in here to change it. I don't see a big like scheme change just next year coming. Like I know it hasn't worked and he probably should adjust, but just seeing Patricia's first two years and kind of what he did in New England, it just kind of it gives me the narrative that it's going to be it's he's going to have the shots. It's his defense no matter what. Like, he's going to have the final call on whatever happens. Yes, you know, maybe some minds could change that opinion. <laughs> Patricia doesn't just give me that vibe that he's going to change his whole philosophy, his whole scheme that he's been doing his whole career just for next year. I know it hasn't worked, but, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. It just it doesn't give me the vibe right now. I, I don't see Patricia just changing the scheme and philosophy too, too much where we see a drastic change. I mean, if they get pass rushers, bro, and they get, like, like athletic linebackers, like if they if they like go out of their like box a little, just get like some pass rushers and get like some linebackers, like some athletic people on the front seven, it could work. Well, but we haven't yeah. seen that in the last two years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what I'm gonna hang your head on if you want to be optimistic, which is possible, because it if you look at New England's defense, they do the same shit that we do. Honestly, like same I know way. they have Bill Belichick, but they have the same philosophy, same type of players. Um. We just don't have the the players that New England has. Like we have the same type of player, same like built type, body type. You know, I don't doubt that. Like that's why we get a lot of former Patriot players. That's why because they fit our our defense. It's just the players that we're getting have not translated to be stars. If you could somehow hit on this draft, you could get some free agents. It's possible because it's, it's worked in this league. This Packers did it last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. They don't run our philosophy, our scheme. I'm no, saying, I'm saying they, but like for their scheme, they like signed guys. They yeah, the guys for exactly. Their scheme and they yeah. killed it. Yeah, they got Zedarius. They got Preston Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is that so it is possible. It is very possible. But you know, Bob Quinn just has to show me he could get it right because I've seen four years of him. I'll say two years because we're, you know, we're just going to count Patricia's years because you know he was building for that four three defense before. So I'll give him. I'll say two years of Bob Quinn and two years of Matt Patricia. I have to see it to believe it. Right now, I can't say I could see it, but it's possible. I'll, I'll give you that. It is possible. You could flip it around. I've seen teams flip it around in a year. I've seen the Bears flip around in a year. I've seen the Packers flip around the year. It's San Francisco. I mean, um, what is it, five new playoff teams this year? I sound like Bob Quinn right now because he said that today. <laughs> but um, what I'm saying, it is possible. You just got to get the right players and – you got to hope it works. So they really need to hit this draft. They really need to hit this free agency. And, you know, we say it every year, but I think this is personally, this might be the biggest year in Detroit Lions franchise history, like this offseason. It's a huge year. For, it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge year for the Lions offseason. This is the biggest one I've ever seen personally where they just need to nail it. They need to hit it. There's no more building curve. There's no more rebuilding. This is the year. If you're sticking with these guys, 
you have to hit it. You have to. If you're sticking with Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, you have to hit this offseason. It's the biggest offseason I've ever seen for the Lions. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. The only reason why I can actually, you know, I actually believe in, in that defense more than you do is because they showed flashes, I guess, against the good teams, and they are showed that they are able to it's game possible. plan really good against, like, for example, when they played Chiefs, they had a really great game plan against the Chiefs. Um, both Packers games, I feel like they have the Packers numbers, even though we lost both games. I have a feeling like we have the Packers number as far as the way the game plan against Rodgers and just force him to be uncomfortable. Rodgers just looked uncomfortable. He, he looked uncomfortable both times he played us. He yeah, did. he hasn't looked good against us. I think in general he just hasn't been like himself this year. But Different story, different day. Yeah, different story, different day, man. But <laughs> I did, I just, like I said, against a good team, they have really good game plans. So that's why I'm, I just think if you bring in the right, the right pieces, maybe it'll work. Yeah, it's, it's going to come down to talent now. Because, like I said, this scheme has worked in the league before. I'm not going to say it's never worked in the league. It's not my favorite scheme ever. I'm not going to say <laughs> I love it. Does Houston but... run the same scheme? or Who? Houston? Houston. Uh, Romeo Cornell. Yeah, Romeo. It's a similar. Romeo Cornell. It's, like it's very different. similar. I mean, so, like it's saying, not it's, really like big possible. people. Like, he kind of like tailors it to his players. He doesn't really like get players. You know what I mean? Because they got like some speed in their front seven. Patriots, like all got, guys. Patriots got our type of defense, honestly. I mean, you look at it. They don't really have speedy guys. I mean, they have the same defense as we do. Yeah, but their corners and their safeties, man, it's a different story. Well, they get pressure on the quarterback. That's what we don't Shoot. do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, what I'm saying, it, it is possible. I'm not going to be the totally negative Nancy over here, but yeah, um, no, <laughs> like I, I'm not hopeful <laughs> it could happen. I mean, I say I'm not hopeful that it's going to happen, but it could happen. I'm I'm not saying it's totally zero percent chance. This thing is never going to work. It's possible. It's risky, it's possible. but it's possible. Let's see. The one other thing that kind of got me angry—not angry, but kind of like—so they asked Patricia about giving up yards. Like, I don't give. I don't care how much yards to give up. I only care about points. Well, that like, like, nah, I don't. I, I, I don't, I don't like that. that. That's always I mean, me. Yeah, I do because he's basically like saying it's a bend but don't break. Give up yards, but stop don't break. It's bend don't break. Yeah, that's Patricia, dude. He's always like that. If you, I don't like that. I mean, you think about it this way: if you're giving up field goals. Or you you causing turnovers in the red zone? You could win. And you're stopping them. I mean, yeah. they're getting to the red zone, but you're stopping them there, and they're not right. scoring or they're kicking field goals, and you're causing turnovers. You're gonna win games. Exactly. I, that didn't piss me off, really. Honestly, I'm Patricia's always been like that. That doesn't shock me. Is Ben, but don't break. I, I don't. I don't mind that. But it's gotta you work. Gotta, you can't, gotta, can't, you can't gotta do it. You gotta bend and not break. You know, you gotta not go up points in the red zone. Yeah, you can't. Right. I mean, they were. I mean, like the KC game, somewhat bent. I mean, they were. They broke sometimes, but you know, they, they bent sometimes. Yeah, they broke at the end. So, yeah, definitely. Oh. Broke at the end. All right, I'm kind of like in wait and see mode. Like, I don't really trust them a lot, but like, I don't know. I'm kind of wait and see because they have a top three pick. I hope they don't yeah. screw that up. They got yeah. money to spend. Yeah. Their jobs are on the line, man. Like they know, and they know what's wrong with the team. They're not stupid. Like today, they said, "Oh, we got to look back and watch tape and evaluate." That's how coach and GM talk. They know what's wrong with this team. They just don't want to say it publicly. You know what I mean? They know exactly what's going on. They're not stupid. They they're with these guys every day. They mm-hmm. know what's going on. So they better just hope, like, just fix this shit, man. It's like, really hard to screw up the top three to have a number three pick. I don't think they're gonna screw it up. I could always grab a Greg Robinson. I was saying, I mean, you gotta think about it. Let's say grab like an offensive tackle. No. 
I mean that I mean that would be like, oh shit, we screwed up, you know. But besides that, I mean even they could do they could pick Derek Brown. I mean, that's not a screw up. You could pick Akuda. That's not a screw up. You can even trade the pick. Justin Herbert. If you trade the pick, I'm happy. But if they grab Justin Herbert, they're not going to. I know Bob Quinn said Yeah, if you have a quarterback, I mean, position, you're going to have half the fan base happy. If you have the quarterback, you're going to have to have half the fan base saying, what the hell? I'll I think more than I'll, half would be if, angry. I think if it's yeah, more than half, more than half would be angry. I'll be angry. First round. If it's the first round. If it's the first round, like, come on, yeah, guys. That's bad. If it if no. it's the first round, that's when it, 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 it would it, be a different coach. It would have it, to be Patricia and Quinn. Yeah, I mean, it really shows. It really t- you know shows me what they think of Stafford if they do that. It's not happening. Let's just say yeah, it's, it's not happening. Yeah. I can see them doing it later on in draft, maybe round three, that's, four. They probably should. Yeah, round four, round five. I think it's kind if of where they you don't target that thing. If they don't sign somebody. But if they if they don't sign someone, you can honestly look in the third round. That's possible. Third round, third, fourth. I mean, I'm happy with that. We'll we'll talk about that when it gets closer to April. Yeah, but I want to start. I want to. Yeah. Let's take a yeah. Let's take a quick break and then we'll do some uh, voicemails. Ever seen an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they're not meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked, no matter if your size or shape. Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untuck length. With more than 50 plus combination, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online, or you can check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose styles like wrinkled free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to get a crafty, smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It's the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com a promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. Yep. Alright, y'all. We are back. So, as promised, Malcolm, let's do some voicemails. Mail Because something came in the mail today. These nuts. Ha! <laughs> Got he! <laughs> Got he! <laughs> yep. Yo, alright everybody, so we have some voicemails. Let's man. start off the first one. Uh, voicemail. Hey, um, first off, I just want to say, I'm calling with, thing is, is, I think that we need to go defense in the draft. So I think we should make, go get Von Miller or somebody like that for the defense, for the, like, the, the chemistry that he had to with the defense, you know, the up front. You know, not secondaries, but you know, us like the line. But uh, we got a lot of money. I think we do good this or season. I just want to, we just need to get a big name. I I I, I like to go get uh, J.K. Dobbins or uh, Jonathan Taylor out of the college or Derrick Henry. We need somebody. I think we need big names. That way we can sell tickets to him that pulls like a Khalil Mack type of trade, like a J.J. Watt on our defense. You know. And if we, and another thing, the last thing, man, if we get the third pick, if, if Chase Young left, I think we should trade down. Like, there's not really nobody that I really like. I think we should trade down to like five, six, 
try to get that corner, uh, like trade down to four or five or something, try to get the cornerback from Ohio State or something like that. But uh, there's nobody else I can really see that we can take top three that's really old dude from Auburn. I really don't. I watch them on YouTube, but I really don't like it. You know what I'm saying? It's not too not impressive like Chase Young. Chase Young is the beast. But yeah. Well, there you have it. All right. Can I go? Go ahead, man. Go fast. Bro, I am tired of the people who are saying Derek Brown is not a pass rusher. Go watch his tape. Go watch him against Bama. Go watch him against Florida. And come back to me and say that, please. Can we stop saying that? I mean, he could could rush a passer. Okay, so pro football focus. Oh, no. Oh, no. Pro Pro football focus. We don't use that over here. (laughs) <laughs> we don't use that, but I actually saw something interesting because, like, I've been trying to tell a lot of people on Twitter that he's a pass rusher. No, he's a run stuffer. He's a run stuffer. He's Nick Fairley. Shut up. He's not Nick Fairley, first of all. Okay. Well, um, what is, what is his biggest strength, though? His biggest strength is rushing the passer. Is ru- you don't think his biggest strength is stuffing the run? No, it's rushing the passer. Okay. I mean, he's only a four sack guy, but go continue. No, not a, it's not about the sacks, bro. It's about how he disrupts the play. He's a defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. So how many plays is he disrupting per game? A lot. A lot? Uh, he has a 90.6 pass rushing grade from Pro Football Focus. Oh, my. What are you using Pro Football, Pro football Focus? That's an elite grade. 90.6. Is that the same people who has to buy higher Strong. than... Is that the same people that have to buy higher than Devin White? and Kevin Strong had a 90 performance for the Vikings. I'm just saying though, field. okay, like, but you gotta go watch his tape, bro. Like for real, just go watch his full games. He could flat out rush the passer. Like this guy could have like a suit type of impact. And I'm not even like suit. A suit type of impact. No way. No bullshit. You. I read no an article. Way. It was I Absolutely think Jordan not. Reed's article. Hold up. I read Absolutely. an article. It said some scouts have compared him to Endomic and Sue. I don't know. They're they're drunk. They're high. I don't know if they're Jordan something. Reed or who was. I've seen a lot of like they're, Fletcher they're, Cox, they're, Sue, they're Gerald McCoy. They're not Sue insane. Had, Sue last year in college senior had ten sacks. That's like comparing. You, you okay, can't you can't Sue compare those type Nebraska. of players, bro. I mean, Derek Brown played for Auburn and the SEC. It's different. And Sue played for Nebraska. It's not like he played against D one people. No, but I'm just saying. Like, I think Derek Brown is special. I really do. But. Anyways, that guy said he trade down. I, I would like that option. I wouldn't mind it. Like if you trade to four or five, like someone jumps Miami or Miami wants to take their quarterback, you could probably get another one out of it, some mid round picks, another two probably. Well, you're not going to trade to four because the Giants have four, and the Giants are not going to trade. I up. mean, my bad. From five to three or six to three or whatever. Yeah, you might get like six. I don't see the Dolphins trading up unless someone jumps them. That's the only way. Well, like, look, like if like. Carolina calls us. I mean, not Carolina. Carolina. And Carolina Sorry. call. Carolina Los call. Angeles calls us. I think they're at eight. The Chargers. Chargers at six. Chargers at six. Six is at eight. The Carolina's at eight. Oh my bad. Okay. And who's at seven? I don't know. And a team that doesn't need a quarterback. I don't. Care. All right. Whatever. So if like one of those teams <laughs> calls us to jump Miami, just like to jump ahead of Miami, and they know like Giants have never traded back ever. Yeah, maybe you you then you call Miami like, look, these these guys called us. Did they want to take Tua? Would you rather take Tua? And if Miami says, yeah, why not? Then you have your choice of Derek Brown and Jeff Okuda sitting at uh, four. Three, Miami takes a quarterback, let's say, at four. You pick those guys, and you get, like, a lot more picks. All right, so officially, Carolina's seven. Arizona's eight now, so they flipped Oh, Arizona. That. All right, my yeah. bad. Yeah, but you get what we're saying. Like, 
five, six, and five, six, and seven all need a quarterback, arguably. Yeah, definitely. That's a sweet spot for us because four is not going to get traded, and one or two are pretty much locks, Burrow and Young. So three is kind of like a spot where you could trade back with one of those quarterback needs to jump Miami. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next call. What's new? What's going on, fellas? Uh, first, I want to start off by saying uh, Happy New Year. You know, Happy Holidays to y'all boys. You know, uh, I hope 2020 be better than y'all, better for y'all than 2019 was. But on another note, so the season is over with our line. So whatever, three, twelve, and one. We got the third round pick. Um, my question is: If Chase Young in there, three, do y'all take him? Or do y'all take Derrick Brown? I honestly would prefer Trace Young, but I really wouldn't be mad if we took Derrick Brown. You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of want to get you guys' opinion on that. And then, you know, as far as free agency goes, I mean, I, I feel like the Lions should clean house on getting rid of a lot of people. Like DK, let him go. Snacks, let him go. Clear up cap money. Uh, cap loan, whatever, for money. And then I just feel like uh, uh, Derrick Henry, he's a beast. I ain't going to lie, but I don't feel like. Tennessee Titans, they'd be stupid as hell to let Derrick Henry go. Like, you know, he, he just led the league in Russian, Russian title, you know, 1,500, and I think 20 yards, something like that. But um, I think there's two running backs I like. I know um, y'all was just, excuse me, talking about one of them, uh, Jordan Howard. I liked Jordan Howard when he got drafted uh, a couple seasons ago, um, second-round pick. Jordan Howard was a sleeper. He's a really good running back, but – he don't fit in Philadelphia's scheme. Honestly, outside of Shady McCoy, having nobody really fit well in Philadelphia's scheme because all they do is run that, that draw, that draw handoff scheme or whatever. Um, I like Jordan Howard. Another guy I like that nobody never pays attention to, never even talk about is Joe Mixon for the Bengals. Joe Mixon, outside of him having all the field issues, Joe Mixon is a solid running back. He can catch the ball. He can run in between the tackles. He's physical and he got a lot of grit to him. I like Joe Mixon too. Um, I heard somebody saying something about trading Slay. I wouldn't trade Slay. Like, I would talk to Slay, see how he feel. Um, if Slay want to stay, I'll pay Slay. Um, but, I mean, I just feel like as far as the corner market go, like, I feel like you got, y'all got, they should really look into Byron Jones for the Cowboys. Like, him and Slay would be a nice one-two punch. And then, you know, having Justin Coleman in the slot and then have a warrior. Like, we have a nice little solid tandem. I would say that we do need another safety next to Tracy Walker because I still don't see Will Davis. I don't think he's ready yet, you know, for the uh, for the big lights. But, you know, the Lions play hard. They made a game with the season. So, you know, I can't wait to see what 2020 brings. Hopefully we have, a, you know, a good offseason, you know, with, with, with changes in the staff and, the, you know, free agency and, honestly, the draft. So, you know, I just want to call and get you guys' opinion on that. But go Lions. Happy holidays, fellas. Europe. Well, happy New Year's to yeah. my brother. Yeah, man, this is calls you all the time, man. man. Happy holidays, man. Calls. I can't wait to see uh, uh, Will Davis play, man. Before we start, actually, we actually forgot to mention this. So, <laughs> Did you say Will Davis? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we actually forgot to mention this in the beginning of the podcast, and um, this next next Harrison, he's actually mulling retirement. He said his like body is telling him no, but his mind is telling him yeah. He's not going to rush it. He's going to think oh. about it. So um, we'll see what happens there. And Tyler, do you want to go ahead and answer his question? Uh, I'll start off with the first question. Yeah. So he gave me the option to chase Young and Derek Brown. That's not even a question to me. Yeah, it's not a question at all. Um, yeah, we're going Derek Brown. Yeah. What? Uh, Psych. That happened. <laughs> I am fighting somebody. If they pick Derek Brown over Chase Young. <laughs> they would not do that. Like, let's be honest. Chance. 
Malcolm, I'll move to, down to Miami and shoot for the Dolphins if that happens. <laughs> I would lose my mind if that happened. I, I won't think I'll, I'll, I won't watch a game next year if that happens. Let's be honest, though. Chase Young is not falling for three. I mean, Washington yeah, is stupid. It's a possibility. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking nothing out of question. I mean, I've seen fine. crazy things happen. I've seen crazier things happen. All right, and then... Hopefully Chase Young like smokes a bong before the combine or something like that. Hell no, yes. they definitely, definitely won't drop him. <laughs> he'll slide right. He'll uh, slide down to right, um, right to number four. Bob Quinn said he doesn't give a shit about weed. I don't care either. But um, Tyler, so like the last caller we didn't answer this, and this caller was talking about like the running backs. So what do you think about like Derrick Henry? Joe Mixon is not a free agent. Let's get that out of the way. But what do you think about Derrick Henry and like the drafts, the backs in this class? Derek Henry's Henry's not I already know that. I wish. I wish. We mentioned this last episode too, and I and he mentioned again Jordan Howard. I like Jordan Howard a lot. I think it's a good option. Um, uh, who who did I mention last week? Oh, yeah, not not the biggest fan favorite. I don't even know if I should mention his name again. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. I like Kareem Hunt a lot. Like Kareem Hunt. Well, I mean, if you like him, you like him, man. Just say it. Yeah, but um, he's a restricted free agent, so they'd have to counter offer the the Browns offer. So. Yeah, there's the, the, only thing, the only thing with Jordan Howard is, wait, like, will he be coming and be a starter, or will he split time with Carryon Johnson, or do we just like lose both? Like, it, it it puts it puts us in a really bad. Isn't Bo under contract next year? I think he is. If he's not, I think they're going to give him a contract. He'll be oh. in camp. He'll yeah. Uh, so so you, you look at it this way: if you bring in Jordan Howard. <laughs> If he does, if he's not the starter, I don't think he's going to be happy. So, what would you guys think of this? I know it's it's a very big risk. What would you guys think if the Lions actually did go into the season? Is there one-two punches, KJ and Bo? We saw the last we, two. We weeks. need some. We need and, and and so they have Ty Johnson still there because Ty Johnson had a. Ty, really good game. I will be there. Ty will he's be still, there. You still got to draft a guy. I will draft wow. a guy for insurance. We'll two, three. You still go that early? Yeah, I still go that early. The reason why is because. Those guys are a liability risk. I can't trust Carry On to play a whole year. I can't trust Bo to play a whole year. Right. So I gotta have some type of insurance. If those guys get hurt, I could bring in somebody that could come in, step in, and and play a high role. And that's the thing. I I, I think this is honestly Carry On Johnson's make it or break it year because if he has another another injury, I don't see him coming back the following year. If he goes to an IR again, like it's like another serious injury. Yeah. Another year, yeah, another year that he's like missed like five, six, seven games or something like that. Like I just don't see it. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I was, I was actually, I was thinking about this for a while actually, because you know we saw the last two weeks. I mean, it's it's not a bad combo, but you it's mentioned not. it's you mentioned the injury history, which is very scary, but. I mean, you sign another running back, you draft another running back in the second round, you expect him to play right away and produce right away. And then what's Bo Scarborough's role? Well, I mean, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because if if you have a you draft a, uh, another back and you necessarily don't have to rush him out on the field like that. But if he outplays Bo, he could be your number two back. Or if he outplays Carrion, he could be your number one back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. That That's the thing with it. But and if he does outplay them, he will be okay being a third, a number three back because he's a rookie. I mean, he's not going to be pissed off about his role versus a Jordan Howard. You bring in Jordan Howard, and he doesn't get that. I think you bring in Jordan Howard, he's forced into that number two role. Yeah, I feel you. He's forced. He, he's forced into that role. Just kind of like when we had C.J. Anderson, how he was forced into that role. Like there was yeah. no taking him out unless mm-hmm. 
we traded him or released him, that's gonna be the same thing with Jordan Howard. So Jordan Howard would have to be that guy. Another thing, though, another thing I got for you, though. So you mentioned second, third round. So a, a pricey draft pick. It's gonna be, that second round pick is almost basically a first round pick because it's very early, obviously. Yeah. It's the thirty fifth pick. You draft the running back at thirty five. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, if you do that, then he, he, he needs to play. Yeah, if you get a guy, <clears throat> or they get like a Jonathan Taylor or something like that, he needs to play. He needs to play because he's gonna, he's gonna be better than those guys. To be honest, I think he's probably gonna be better than. Might be better than carry on. Might be better than Bo. So he might yeah, have to play. And what I'm saying is, when you have a million holes on the lines right now, could you really afford to go for that piece right now in the second round? Like I think Ab- you- absolutely, because that makes it even though the offense is clicking. Offense was clicking without a without a running back, without a running game. Yes. So I think we're gonna put up way more points and be a much better. We'll be a better offense with an established running game. Um, I still feel that way. Remember what Jordan Reed told us: even if you have like a ton of running back depth, no, no, no. Running back I'm, not, I'm not against taking a back. No, no, I'm just saying though. Remember when he said that? He did. Yes. The he spot did. I target a running back is probably early day three because early like day we have, three. It depends what they do in free agency, but right now the, the needs on this defense are through the roof, and they also need a guard before a running back first. I agree. You got to think about yeah. that. Graham Glasgow, um, shoot, you could even make case for right tackle. If they let Wagner go, they got to find another swing tackle for Decker uh, and Crosby. Yeah. Crosby. Yeah, you can find another swing tackle, but I'm comfortable Crosby playing tackle. I think he's better in the run game, too. He had a few yeah. holding calls last week, but he was really he played really well. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, though, when you're in the Lions position, especially this year, when you're keeping your guys, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, you need to stick. You need to hit every draft pick that's going to produce right away. Like, they need to play right away. But you that, that's, and that's the thing. You get a running back, guess what they're going to do? What is that? Come in right away and play. They're automatic. They're going to be automatic production. Well, all I'm saying is we've already seen – I mean, I know it's only two weeks in the remaining list of football games for the Lions, but, you know, KJ and Bob look good together. It was a good backfield. Now, what happened if week three KJ goes down? Well, I know well, you need insurance. I'm not. I'm not doubting the insurance, but I don't think we can go as early as a. a yeah, second I mean, we could. Early. We could go. I mean, I'm. I'm okay going early day two. Early day three, man. Day early day three. Yeah, that's on early day three. Um, on a running back. Like I think it that that need right now is almost like a fifth round to me, or a fourth round. Like yeah, I so saw yeah early day, yeah early day th- three. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think you could draft one day two, though. I don't think you draft one day two. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, hit the next last question, I think. Voicemail. Hey, this is an exchange. I've been wanting to ask this question for a while. Um, how how many years do you guys think it would take to build a team? Do you need two top ten picks? Is that what they've been doing? Just give me your answers, please. Thank you. All, All right. right, straight sure. with it. Straight with it. Just how how long is this shit? How long is it gonna last? Um, like how long well, does it take he, to fix it? I don't. I don't think you need two top ten, two top ten picks to build a football team. I don't think that's 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 fair. I don't think that's possible. Actually, you could build a team without two top ten picks yeah. in a row. We've seen it all over the league. Um, what I expected this year, at the very least, for the Lions was to at least go eight and eight and show progression. And you know maybe pick in the mid teens or early teens somewhere around that. That was if everything was like kind of went as planned. You know my heart was saying maybe they could make a run and do something. Realistically in my head I was thinking nine and seven, eight and eight, just take the next step. Obviously didn't do that. 
I don't think it. You don't need two top ten uh, draft picks to to build a football team, though, to answer that question. So no. Um, I don't think you need top ten picks, but it sure helps if you. Oh, it obviously right. It obviously like helps. if it was me, I love Todd coming out. But last year they signed Jesse James to that big deal. They didn't use him. I would have personally gone like with the defensive player at eight. But I mean, hopefully this year they go defense at three. We'll see. All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode 70 of the Pride Podcast. And I want to thank you guys for all the great year. 2019 was a blessed year. It was a great year for the podcast. I mean, the Lions didn't have a good year, obviously, but it was amazing, man. You guys' support for the year. I would never expect you this, you know. The interviews that we had this year, unbelievable. All the support, unbelievable, guys. I appreciate it all so much. If you guys thought 2019 was great, 2020 is about to be even better. So big and better things are coming for this podcast and hopefully for the Lions as well. But I'm Tyler. Thank you guys so much for all the support. Happy New Year's, guys. 2020 is going to be a great year for all of us. See you. All right, guys. Um, before I let you go, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, give us a five-star review uh, and we appreciate all the support also a happy new year to you guys like Tyler said we have big things planned can't really get too much into it but we have big things planned for 2020 for the podcast hopefully Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia also have big things planned and I'm out what's going on everybody Uh, just want to say uh, I hope everybody have a happy new year and um, just want to thank all the listeners for tuning in Um, we've been doing this for a little over a year now and we just having a we're having a blast man so keep it keep it rolling if you want to leave voicemails got questions you want to ask us we just want to vent give us a call that number is 313-355-3116 and i'm out peace